Welcome back to Poison for Profit. I'm Zach. And I'm Nick. And we got a microsode today. Nick is going to talk about the European Union dropping the ban of hazardous chemicals because the industry pressured them to. Oh, yeah. Those industries love their chemicals. They love to pressure, too, I found. They they do love to pressure and lobby. Yes. Those are a few of their favorite things. Yeah, so the EU is uh, already breaking a promise they made back in 2020. Uh, They were, that was the European Green Deal. I kind of sort of remember hearing about that. I don't know if you remember hearing about that at all, Zach. Not too much. Yeah. 2020 was an eventful year. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we were a little bit busy with other things, you know, global pandemic and that. Um, But what the European Green Deal of 2020 was, it was a commitment to update the REACH regulation, which is a European Union regulation that stands for Registration, Evaluation, Authorization, and Restriction of Chemicals. So basically, it's their way of... I I have heard of that, yeah. Um... It is, yeah, like their kind of hazardous chemical regulatory act, sort of, right? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like how the EPA kind of, sort of regulates pesticides <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, this was their commitment in 2020 to update this REACH uh, regulation in order to ban uh, anywhere between 7,000 and 12,000 toxic, toxic substances in consumer products, uh, except where they were truly essential. Personally, if it's a toxic product and something I'm using, I don't feel like that's a, an essential thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what their their uh, qualification is for essential there. Yeah, it would be very interesting to get into that. Um, but so this was that was just their initial promise, right? So that's mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty good. They're restricting more chemicals. Um, some of those being the forever chemicals we talk about, the PFAS. Um, so I think a lot of people are pretty excited about that. That's something I don't think now that we're seeing the scope of it, it's being found in almost, I think it was half of the wells in the United States, PFAS. Yeah. That, that article just came out, I think last week. Yeah. I was looking at that too. Uh, so that was a big one on this list. People were pretty excited about, uh, as well as many other toxic substances however it was leaked some leaked legislative document that was seen by the guardian uh, proposes that there'd be three options for the restrictions of these chemicals a one percent reduction a ten percent reduction or a fifty percent reduction of the products containing containing hazardous chemicals currently on the market i don't know how true this is i don't know much about the eu but allegedly they typically select the middle option. So that would have been that 10%. That's for PFAS or that's for everything? For all of the, yeah, for all of the toxic chemicals. So, I mean, I I just don't understand why you wouldn't shoot for all, you know? (laughs) Well, yeah, the way I read that, so 90% of products are not restricted then. Pretty much, right, yeah. It'd just be the 10% they deem i guess extremely bad i don't know i don't know yeah interesting (laughs) yeah so it's i think there's obviously some uh by consumers some people are feeling pretty upset about this uh leak uh, just because 
this was just a uh, j- just pretty recent promise by the EU to get these chemicals regulated and to get yeah. the, I mean, subsequently banned for good reason uh, because of the hazardous nature. Right. So um, Tatiana Santos, the head of the chemicals policy at the European Environmental Bureau, said the EU's failure to control harmful chemicals is written in the contaminated blood of almost all the Europeans. Uh, So this is in reference, I would assume, to a study that they were doing uh, where they found that 17% of European children were at risk from combined exposure to a mixture of phthalates uh, linked to developmental and reproductive illnesses. And then they also did a survey of 13,000 EU citizens uh, in their blood and their urine, and 92% of them had the BPA in their blood and their urine. So that's a reprotoxic endocrine disruptor. So pretty Mm -hmm. terrible thing to have uh, just out. I'm guessing they're buying it off the shelves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that this is... Obviously, something that the people of the EU would like to go through. However, as what typically happens, the industry does not want to lose their profits. They don't care who they're hurting. They don't care how many people might get cancer from this. Just if they can't get it linked back to them, that's truthfully what they're hoping for. Naturally, I mean, and and we have talked about in the past how kind of ahead of the curve the EU is, at least in comparison to the US. But yeah, I mean, they're only restricting 10% of products. It might, you know, this is an area where maybe they're not as great as people think. Yeah, I think that's what actually drew me to this article is because I feel like we typically look at Europe and be like, yes, they're doing it right, or at least much better than the U.S. Competent enough, yeah. And it, I don't know, maybe I was naive to think that they're, uh, they can evade the pressures of industry. Yeah, that's unfortunately not the case. So 11 PFAS industry players in Germany employed 94 lobbyists and spent around 9 million euros, obviously, to lobby against this to keep their PFAS in the market. Germany's VCI Industry Association has called for postponement of this chemicals ban as far back as March of 2022. They later said that the ban of these forever chemicals would have fatal effects for German industry, uh, (laughs) which I feel, yeah, it's like, okay, so you kill the industry or you kill all your people, (laughs) right? or you get a better industry, them, bro. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> you let them suffer with terrible cancer and constantly in the hospital. Like I don't understand that quote at all. There's um, a reason this stuff gets banned. 